Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new podcast. I hope you are all doing very, very well. And today I have a new podcast. Can you guess what it is? A lot of you may have guessed already just from the soundtrack of that, but it is Caligula. Now, it's a really controversial film, this one, and it's quite an age now. It's from 1979. Um, I do, how, however, have an audio from Jamie. So, Jamie, take it away. Hey, Kirsty. Thanks for the invite. Uh, I've got to be honest with you, I'm pretty stoked that you're back now doing these podcasts. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to be doing in the future, what you're going to be discussing. Uh, films, whether them new or old. Uh, speaking of old, uh, Caligula is definitely an old film. To me, Caligula, um, I'm not sure how to describe this. I was more concerned or interested in the history of the film. And I don't mean the history of the film itself. I mean in the history of the controversy it caused. Um, obviously back then when you had your video nasties like your Driller Killer, your Evil Dead, your uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Caligula was definitely one of them up there which Mary Whitehouse was trying to ban. Now, I don't know if Caligula was actually part of the video nasties list, but it's definitely a film that if it's not on the list, it's definitely worth checking out. It is just two and a half hours of madness mayhem um sex hardcore sex shall i say and gore i will say however it's very interesting the way it was shot um when you start watching the film it looked like it was shot on a on a stage and you think like you're watching it from the back of a theater but then you see some scenes like looks like it was shot movie made so the way it was put together like the combination of the two you know, it was, it was done it's done pretty well. Um, I suppose you could say it was a video nasty back in the day when it was released. I mean, you're looking late 70s, early 80s, purely for its obscene content. But I think it could be pretty tame now, considering when you've got shows out there like your Spartacus, Blood and Sand and your Game of Thrones. Caligula's just the same. He's got he's got the history. It's all Romans thing. Or you, you, okay, he's got nothing to do with dragons and wizards or whatever it is. But it's kind of similar to like Spartacus. Um, the only thing is, I will say, it's two and a half hours long. Um, it's a film that I suppose you've got to be prepared to watch. You know, if you've got a, a Sunday afternoon spare. Um, I will be honest with you. My mind did kind of wander off. Uh, I'll say, what, three quarters of the way through. Uh, I wasn't interested in the historical, political side of things. Um, but it does make up for it in regards to, you know, the, the, the content and the strong content. For me as well, it was Malcolm McDowell. You know, I, I loved him in the film Clockwork Orange and he's pretty just as mad as in and intense in this film as well. So definitely well worth a watch. Thank you so much, Jamie, uh, once again for 
that little side note um that was added onto this podcast thank you so much i do appreciate it if anybody else would like to be featured on my podcast you know what to do download the ank app completely free and then follow me on here and then send me a voice note you can do it that way or you can send me a voice note via email or facebook or whatsapp whichever you prefer but moving on to spartacus um jamie hit the nail on the head with a few things actually um when jamie had mentioned about the film looking like it was on stage one moment and other times it looked different. Well, I found something very interesting about this film, which I didn't know before. The producer of Caligula uh, was the founder of Penthouse magazine um, and it was intended to... Well, he was intending to produce an erotic feature film narrative with high production values and named actors. Now, come on... uh, Malcolm McDowell, he is absolutely brilliant in this film. Um, he was absolutely brilliant in A Clockwork Orange. If you haven't seen A Clockwork Orange, I've got the film myself. Um, it's definitely another one of those films you have to stick with in order to, you know, understand it a lot more. The more you watch it, you will understand it a lot more. Um, I will say when I watched The Clockwork Orange for the first time, I didn't really get it and get what the hype was about. But the more I watched it, the more I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's one of those types of films, just like Caligula, where you have to watch it a few times because there is a lot of things that goes on in Caligula. There is a lot going on that you have to watch it a couple of times. And then the next time that you watch it, you see things you didn't see the first time. So like Jamie said, it's definitely worth checking out Caligula but I'm just going to name off a couple of things here on my notes as Jamie was speaking about this film one being Spartacus the TV series I totally get where he's coming from Um, Spartacus was probably one of my favourite TV series and I watched that quite a few years ago I think it was 2014 I watched that Um, I watched it with my partner at the time and I really did enjoy that TV show But as a whole, anything to do with the Romans, the Roman Empire, anything like that, I'm all for learning all about them. And, you know, it's one of my favourite subjects in history is the Roman Empire. And so there is actually a TV series on Netflix called The Roman Empire, which I think everybody should check out if you're into more of the history of the Roman Empire, not the actual film. So... But with that being said, um, I can see where he's coming from, from the stage point of view. Um, and like I mentioned, The Clockwork Orange, that's definitely another checkout right there. Now, in case nobody knows the story behind Caligula, um, the man in this film, Tiberius, um, which you might have recognised the name from the history lessons that you've had when you were in school or when you were growing up and, you know, you learn all about the Roman Empire, you'll know the name Tiberius or Caesar Augustus and everything like that. But Tiberius in this film adopted Caligula and made him and his made him his son and his cousin Gemellius equal heirs to the empire. Now, obviously in this film, Tiberius is the heir to the empire, the Roman empire. And then obviously um, something happens to him in the film. I don't want to go into too much detail just in case people do decide to watch this film. And I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but he passes away, um, Tiberius. And then obviously Caligula becomes the heir to the, the Roman empire. Now, It's all about the rise and fall of Caligula, but in a more erotic, historical drama type of film. Now, like Jamie says, this film's like two and a half hours long. 
I would suggest, like what Jamie says, watching this on a day where you know you're not going to get interrupted for at least three hours so you can watch this film in its entirety. And I will say, as a side warning, it's got a lot of hardcore scenes in it. Um, there's a lot of nudity in this, uh, which I must admit, don't get me wrong, some bits of it I was like, oof, you know, but other bits of this I was very uncomfortable um, but yeah, but this film is definitely in my top 10 because it's so controversial and because it's very different. Still to this day, um, it's one of those controversial films you need to watch to say you've seen it, if that makes sense. Um, I'm so glad I watched it myself. Um, I did watch it quite a few years ago, uh, but you know, then I just didn't watch it again, but then it popped up again and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a rewatch and I'm going to do a podcast on this because I haven't talked about this film before on a podcast. So, and you know, it is in the two extreme for mainstream category as well. So anyway, I'm just going to read off exactly what it says on the Wikipedia page for Caligula. Now, like I said, I want to read off what it says on Wikipedia, but I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to give anything away for those people that might be listening to this that might want to go and find and watch it. I do suggest buying the film and watching it because, you know, these people, you know, you need to respect these people and you need to do it the right way. So the legal way, I'm going to say. Uh, but anyway, but... On Wikipedia, it says the plot of the film is that Caligula is a young heir to the throne of his great uncle, the Emperor Tiberius. Now, some of the names in this, please forgive me. I don't want to butcher these names. Um, so I will miss out the names if I can't pronounce them. So I do apologise in advance. Anyway, one morning, a blackbird flies into his room. Caligula considers this a bad omen. Shortly afterward, one of his heads of the the god, uh, Macro, tells Caligula that Tiberius demands his immediate presence at Capri, where the emperor lives with his close friend, Nerva. Dim-witted relative Claudius, you might have heard that name before as well, and Caligula's adopted son, Tiberius's grandson, Gemellius. Fearing assassination, Caligula is afraid to leave, but his sister and lover, Jerusalem, persuades him to go. So that is the first part of the film. Now, this is when he's at his, um, you know, more, you know, calm and self, you know, trying to make his great uncle, Tiberius, you know, the inferior. And, you know, he wants to show no sort of mercy, I'm going to say, towards um, Tiberius. You know, that's the vibe I get from him. But anyway, moving on. And then it says, At Capri, Caligula finds that Tiberius has become depraved, showing signs of advanced venereal diseases and with the Roman, uh, with Roman politics. So basically, he's going off it with Roman politics. You know, he's getting old. He's, he was in his 70s, according to the film. Um, meaning Tiberius was in his 70s. Uh, but anyway... Tiberius enjoys swimming with naked youths and watching degrading sex shows that include deformed people and animals. Yeah, it's one of those films. It's very strange. It's all over the place, but stick with it if you can, like I mentioned. Now, a lot of this does go into detail, so I am going to skip to near the end, I suppose. Um, so this is going to sound like I'm chopping a bit out of the film for your information, but... I don't want to give too much away again, but 
But anyway, moving on, it says, Now in a deep depression, Caligula walks the Roman streets disguised as a beggar. He causes a disturbance after watching an amateur performance mocking his relationship with Jerusalem. After a brief stay in a city, Goal, I'm sure that's how he said, please forgive me if I butchered it, Caligula proclaims himself as a god and becomes determined to destroy the senatorial class, which he has come to loathe. So in case you didn't know what loathe means, it means hate. Um, the new reign he leads becomes a series of humiliations against the foundations of Rome. Senators' wives are forced to work in the service of the state as prostitutes. Estates are confiscated. The old reign is discredited and the army is made to embark on a mock invasion of Britain. Unable to further tolerate his actions, Longinus, I think that's how he says his name, conspires with this other, I can't say the name, I do apologise, to assassinate uh, Caligula. So, you know, it, it does it, it does go in line with the actual story of Caligula and Tiberius and the whole Caesar, the Roman Empire. But obviously, the producer from Penthouse magazine, I can see where, again, where Jamie was coming from, because he's the Penthouse magazine, it was all in porn, basically, and on the studios of porn, the way they um, film these scenes and stuff is very much like Caligula in the very beginning, where it looks like it's on a stage, and there's different levels of it, and you see different levels of sex shows and different degrading aspects of sex, basically. Uh, but yeah, but... Again, I'm really glad I've seen this film. Definitely worth a check out. If you've got a spare two and a half hours, I would definitely check it out. But yeah, but if you've got any questions relating to this movie, then please feel free to ask me about this film. I am an open book. Obviously, I want people to buy this film and watch it for themselves. But, you know... For those of people that might not be able to do that, I'm not going to give you full information, obviously, at all, regardless. Uh, but you can freely ask me questions and I will give you some answers. So, yeah, um, I would love to be able to get a hold of one of the actors, maybe, um, or somebody that was um, involved with this film. I would love to get a hold of one of those and give them an interview, maybe. I'm going to have to do my research on this. Um, I also want to get the track listing because the music in this film, we need to talk about this. A lot of people talk about the film itself, the actors and whatnot. I mean, Malcolm McDowell, fantastic. But they don't talk about the music very often. And um, I just want to say right now, I love the music in this film. It really added to the movie. It really added to the whole aura of the film. And, you know, it, it gave you the real vibe for it. I absolutely loved it. So kudos to the music producers in this. Absolutely love um the music in this now there's something i do want to um mention about this is about legal problems now according to wikipedia um in 1979 when this person's name i can't pronounce it, i'm sorry tried to import the film's footage into the u.s customs officials seized it federal officials did not declare the film to be obscene. Uh, when the film was released in New York City, the anti-pornography organisation Morality in Media unsuccessfully filed a lawsuit against these federal officials. 
And then it says, in Boston, authorities seized the film. Penthouse took legal action, partly because this person thought the legal challenges and moral controversies would provide the kind of marketing coverage money can never buy. So there you go. Um, Penthouse won the case with the Boston court ruled Caligula had passed the Miller test and was not obscene. While the Boston judge said that the film lacked artistic and scientific value because of its depiction of sex and considered it to appeal to purient interests. He said the film's depiction of ancient Rome contained political values which enabled it to pass the Miller test in its depiction of corruption in ancient Rome, which dramatised a bit of political theme that obscene power corrupts absolutely um so yeah so there's a little bit of information there for you um you can find it on wikipedia just type in caligula um caligula film or caligula 1979 um it'll come up with the wikipedia page you can find it on google pretty easy to do so if you want to read the full plot of the film please do so uh but please 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 buy this movie and um watch it for yourself like I said, it was in the top ranks at once, like with a Serbian film and stuff like that. And to me, in a certain way, in my personal opinion, it still is. Um, I do love a Serbian film. I always have. Everybody knows I love a Serbian film. It's in my top 10. Caligula now is in my top 10. So yeah, so that is my today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it informative in any way. Uh, but yeah, but I'm going to go now and I hope you have a good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you may be. And thank you to Jamie for speaking in on this podcast. I do appreciate it. Again, as a reminder, if you would like to be featured on my podcast, please send a voice note on whatever platform you prefer and you will be featured if you require to do so. So yeah, see you later, everyone. Bye.